a very special Speaking for Him edition, Super Bowl edition. Mind you, if you might be listening right now, munching on some snacks, drinking some sodas, and listening to our amazing host and guy who's going to pick the Super Bowl wrong unless he agrees with me, Andrew Gomison. Hello, Chad. Well, with that introduction, what can I say? I will say, let you in on a little bit of the podcast magic here. Usually, even on our podcast that we term a Freeform Friday, I have notes that tell me where we're going in this podcast. But because of a scheduling change, we have decided for the first time since I think October 2012 to hit record and have a discussion on a variety of topics with no notes in front of us. So I'm excited to see how this podcast goes. So... Just know it's not the normal speaking for him fair, but we hope that you enjoy this conversation nonetheless. I'm sure they will. So, Chad, would you like to start us off? I would like to start out with what I think has been the most amazing football play in the 2018 playoff season. Are you ready? I am. <clears throat> this, 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 this is it right here. And hopefully, of course, we're recording this prior to knowing exactly who, but hopefully the Minnesota Vikings will have a shot. But this is the audio from what is most likely the greatest play of the playoffs. Run out of bounds or run it off the back of the end zone. I mean, wow, just a big, big mistake. Uh, You just got to be able to, you got to take advantage of it when they do that kind of stuff. 10 seconds to go, 24-23 Saints. Vikings at their own 39, it's third down. Three receivers right, feel, and left. Marshawn Lattimore, 12 yards from Adam. Case on a deep drop, steps up in the pocket. He'll fire to the right side, caught by Diggs. Stay up! Oh, my God! Oh, my God! No touchdown! Are you kidding me? It's a Minneapolis miracle! Stephon Diggs and the Minnesota Vikings have walked up on the New Orleans Isn't that an absolutely amazing... Thing. Yes, my dad and I, <clears throat> my dad and I watched this game, and the whole time we're watching it, we're talking about even when the, even when the Minnesota Vikings went up seventeen to nothing, we were like, that's not enough. They're gonna need more points to win right. this game. And then the Saints took the lead, and it looked, um, after like three different lead changes, it looked like the Saints were gonna pull it out, unless by some miracle. Um, the Saints could, or the Vikings could get out of bounds with a couple seconds on the clock and let their kicker kick another field goal. <clears throat> and so that's what I was yelling at first when he caught the ball is get out of bounds, get out of bounds. And all of a sudden, he kept running, uh, toward the end zone and nobody was near him and, and he went in and it was one of the most amazing things I've ever seen. So, so yes, that was by far the best play in the playoffs, and it will probably rank up there in some people's top tens for, for best play ever, especially. Oh, definitely. Which which is interesting because if this would have happened in the first quarter, it would not have been so amazing. But it, the by the virtue of the fact that there was, what, six seconds left? Yes. And he pulled it off, makes it all the more exciting. Now, I'm a huge college football fan. 
And these plays are the reason why I prefer the the college um, football over the pros because plays like that happen a lot at the co- collegiate level and not so much in the pros. No, they they don't. As a matter of fact, there was a trick play that they tried to the Saints tried where they had one of their tight ends uh, get the ball from Drew Brees and, and throw it in and try to get a touchdown pass that way, and it, w- it was unsuccessful. That would have been another exciting play, but it didn't work. Again, uh, those trick plays are something that's more popular on the on the college level than the pro. Um, most most likely because um, it's a little more of a chess match on the pro level, a right? More evenly matched in a lot of ways. Not as much disparity between the teams a lot of times. Um, but yeah, that just made it interesting. And while we're still on the topic of the Sewer Bowl, as of the recording of this, there are four teams left. We have the Philadelphia Eagles, who are playing the Minnesota Vikings for the NFC title. And then for the AFC title, we have the Patriots and the Jaguars, which who would have thought the Jaguars would be where they are right now because right. last season, everybody was writing Blake Bortles and the Jaguars off completely as a team, basically. And now they're on the brink of the Super Bowl. Of course, they have to get past the Patriots, which is no small feat, as everyone knows. They're in their seventh straight AFC title game, which is right up there with LeBron James and the Cavaliers, to use a cross-sport reference. And three out of the four teams have never won a title. So this should be a very interesting final two games and then Super Bowl. Hmm. So, uh, what are your thoughts about the actual matchup? The actual matchup, for me personally, I believe is going to be the Minnesota Vikings and the New England Patriots. I'm going to pick the New England Patriots because I am a huge Michigan football fan and Tom Brady is Michigan alumni. And I actually like him. I know there's a lot of controversy around him, but he's definitely the GOAT. So I I think he'll do fantastic, and I think he will he will lead them in the Super Bowl okay, one this, more time. This is an interesting discussion uh, because I was actually talking to someone earlier today at work about this too, uh, which is why don't I always jump on the Patriots bandwagon when Tom Brady was a Michigan guy? And I think yeah, part, yeah, that's a good question. I think part of the reason is because he was not a standout at Michigan. A lot of people said the only reason he was going to even get drafted was because he was a Wolverine, and Wolverines get drafted. But he only got drafted in the sixth round. Nobody expected much of him, and then he he becomes the greatest of all time. Whereas if he had been a prolific college quarterback and transitioned to the NFL and then done great in the NFL, then I probably would have been following him more as a person and had a more vested interest in his NFL success. Um, if my own team, uh, the Lions, were going for their sixth Super Bowl, yes, I would be ecstatic about that because they're my own team. Right. But uh, right. it's hard for me to get excited about other cities having teams that dominant because I like to see new blood. I like to see new teams. uh when the Falcons lost, I was kind of excited because I knew there would be a new representative from the NFC this year because the Falcons were out. It wasn't anything against the Falcons. 
But one of the cool things too, I don't know if you realize this, but the the starting quarterback right now for the Vikings, Case Keenum, is a believer in Jesus Christ. That's right. He and is. And at the end of the game, they somebody asked him where where this ranked getting to the NFC Championship game um, in his life accomplishments. And he said it was probably the third best thing that ever happened in his life behind accepting Jesus Christ as his personal Savior and marrying his wife. And I thought that was really neat that that ended up on national television. That's awesome that it ended up on national everybody television. everybody got a chance to hear that. And it's also kind of neat that Carson Wentz, the injured starter for Philly, and their backup, Nick Foles, those guys are both solid believers as well and both very humble guys. So it's just really exciting to see that God is being glorified through this NFL playoffs, especially with a lot of the controversy that the NFL has seen this year. Okay. So I just, I was really encouraged by that. If anybody has any thoughts on the NFL or on the playoffs, they can definitely contact us with the contact information that we'll roll at the end of the show. Um, do we have another topic, Chad? I don't know. What about your brother? Does he have any ideas? He's looking at his phone. Hello? Hello? Yeah, I'm looking at my phone. <laughs> you are talking about football, so I just figured. So he checked out. So he checked out. <laughs> He's He was done. Well, I'm trying to think if there is anything specific else that we can talk about. I have about. a question for you. Yes. Okay. Um, and I don't want to get into Donald Trump in depth. I'm not going to discuss whether or not I like him or don't like him. Um, honestly, I don't like him, but I think he's the better of the two. And I don't want to get any into any further than that. The the direction I'd like to go is his Twitter account. Do you think that the president of the United States should have unfiltered access to social media? That's a good question because to me there's two sides of this. First of all, he should definitely have the personal responsibility to not be tweeting as much as he is. I I have said on multiple occasions that he would probably have a – 20 or 30 percent higher approval rating if he just did what he did without always having to comment about it. Um, you know, when specifically recently when people were complaining about him being a, a racist, which tends to be something they say about him a lot, he said, I am not a racist, and not only am I not a racist, I'm probably the least racist person that you'll ever meet. It's not necessary for him to say, I'm the least racist person ever, in order to make a simple statement, I'm not racist. So I think he um, exacerbates situations by the way that he tweets. So I'm not certain that I would say, should the President of the United States not have that ability, but I would definitely tell him that he should tone it down. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Because part of the issue is, you know, you start to critique people and you start to put uh, holds on people for different reasons. And then it then it starts to encroach on liberty and you start saying, well, um, everything, uh, everyone needs to be in, everything needs to be regulated. And I don't think that that's a place that I want to live. 
Hmm. That's very good. Do you have any thoughts on that particular issue, Bartholomew? No, I mean, I think you hit it on the, on the head. There isn't uh I think that, like you said, you know, he, the president really should filter himself. Basically, um, you know, he's the, I mean, obviously he's not, doesn't have all power, but he is the, um, the leader of the country and he should have the right to, to say what he wants to say. Donald Trump certainly says, um, you know, tweets about some things that are very, and he creates, he creates controversy because he tweets about things before they're released to the press and then people ask him about him or they ask their press, press secretary and it's like, um, we, we don't even know because there isn't even an official policy. And so, you know, get a, get in a policy first and then you can tweet about it and let people know about it. But at least, you know, have that, have that ahead of time would be, would be a good thing. All right. Well, Chad, I think one way we can wrap this up is kind of talk about, uh, what, um, what's going on in our lives at this moment. And y you have talked to me a little bit about uh, that you're going back to school. Mm -hmm. Um, so can you tell our audience a little bit about that? I'm going back to school. <laughs> <laughs> Well, That's a little bit. Yes. That little bit. Well, could you uh, <laughs> could you uh, talk a little bit more about that? A little bit more. Okay, I I have decided um, to return to school. Um, I'm <coughs> years old, and so I decided that I need to better my situation. And I am attending Ferris State University right now. Yeah, where I'm pursuing. Yeah, go Bulldogs. Um, Pursuing a degree in uh, industrial technology and management. I picked that because um, in order for me to advance in my um, primary job, I have to have a four-year degree. Now, with the course of the, the college courses I took before, this will get me to my four-year de degree quicker. Okay. And I just wanted to give you a little bit of an update. You can probably hear... A little bit of a rasp in my voice, and that's because over the Christmas break, I um, dealt with a pretty bad cold, which I am finally getting over, so I covet your prayers for the end of my recovery, that that would go well. We're getting into our um, second semester at the Potter's House Christian School um, next week as of the recording of this show. We'll be a couple weeks in by the time you hear it, but um, I've had I've presided over two classes for the first semester, and they're giving me a third class for second semester. So I'm keeping plenty busy there and enjoying my job still immensely. That's good. That's good. Continuing to preach whenever possible. So if your church or anyone you know needs a speaker for your main service, pulpit supply or youth group, or any other special event that you're doing, please let me know. Uh, drop me a line on my web page. There is a speakingroom.com. There is a booking form. Or you can email me directly at andrew at speakingforhim.com. Um, and this spring, we are finally going to dramatize Pilgrim's Progress. So still working out the exact dates, but hopefully they will be sometime in March 
uh, end of March, beginning of April, probably two sessions, um, one of three podcasts and one of two because I have it split into five. So excited about that project. Just wanted to let you know that that is still on our radar and we will continue to work at it and get that ready for you. What character are you planning on playing? <clears throat> I'm not sure. I'd really like to get as many other people um, involved as possible so that I can mostly do directing and just watch my talented friends flourish. Um, that seemed to work very well with the uh, Christmas Carol recording, and so I'd like to do that again with Pilgrim's Progress. But we will see. Um, I'm hoping to coax Adam McNutt to do one small part. I know Chad's going to be involved, and uh, if you are interested in that, please let me know by the same means. So, um, and uh, Barth- Bartholomew has been on the show in the past. Doing his, uh, doing his, uh, bread for life minute or food for life. I forget what we called it, but perhaps he might come back with some more nutritional, uh, information for us in the future. We'll just have to wait and see how that works out. Did you have anything to add about what's going on in your life right now, BJ? Yeah, it's just, uh, busy. Um, the, the, uh, cold weather. And ice and snow as to driving, so that makes um, things take longer. Um, I just had some cows butchered, so that's fun because plenty of steak, Chad. Yeah, I used to. Okay, have... all right, all right. No, 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 no. You gotta, you know, right I here. Had... Hello, <laughs> steaks. Yeah. <laughs> we had burgers the other night. They were really good. Oh come on! We'll have but... to see if we can bring you some. <laughs> Yeah, have to see. I know what that means. Talk about talk about talk about <laughs> food. Well, well, Chad is here. Did you did you uh, did you have supper tonight? Yeah. Not yet. No. Okay. See. <laughs> see, I'm working right now. I'm working uh, nine to five, mm-hmm. and then I have to be here at six. So, and I, I I live in the Grand Rapids area, and I work in Zealand, and where we where we are currently recording is also in Zealand. So I didn't want to go home and drive all the way back. Yeah, that makes sense. So I just had a snack, and then I can't wait to go home and heat up some leftover spaghetti and meatballs. I would heat up some leftover steak, but apparently I don't have any. (laughs) So speaking of snacks, what's your go-to snack, Chad? My go-to snack? Milk duds. Yeah, we we had this conversation. Yes, like uh, I, I know episode. you mentioned milk duds, but I didn't know that that was your go-to. Okay, yeah, go, milk duds, maybe some popcorn. You know, Where are you hey, having? it's Bob. Hey, Bob. Do you do you like do you like nuts, like almonds, and I do like peanuts, dry roasted. All right. Well, I think we've talked about a great number of things that really didn't have a whole lot in common with one another. Uh, but I think for for a last minute podcast that uh, is just a couple of people sitting around and chatting. I think it turned out pretty well. Um, I hope that you enjoyed the show and that you will uh, share it with your family and friends, and that you'll come back again next week when we once again uh, bring you another episode of Speaking for Him. We thank you for taking the time to join us. And we hope that you have a wonderful weekend and that you keep serving the best of masters. 
Thank you for listening to today's episode. Your host has been Andrew Gomison, founder of Speaking for Him. For more information on today's show and to leave us comments and voicemails, visit speakingforhim.blogspot.com. You can find Andrew's ministry at speakingforhim.com. That's speaking, the number four, H-I-M. You can also interact with us at facebook.com slash speakingforhim and on Twitter at Speaking for Him. And when you look for us on iTunes and Stitcher, let us know what you think of the podcast by leaving a rating and review. 